Welcome to Abide's Sleep Meditations. I'm Tyler Boss, and I'd like to invite you to try the number one Christian meditation app, Abide. You know, just that word alone, Abide, or to remain in Christ, is why I love this app so much. It continually encourages me to remain in my Creator, which helps me to grow in so many ways, even as I sleep. And I hope you find that same encouragement as well. You can text ABIDE to 22433 for 25% off the Abide app. Just text ABIDE to 22433. Now, let's relax as we hear tonight's sleep story. Hello, my name is Chloe. Welcome to this Abide bedtime story, Jars of Clay. Have you ever felt too broken or cracked for God to love? Have you ever felt too unworthy for Him to use you for good in this world? Then let me encourage you in this bedtime story that no one is outside of God's grace, not even the most damaged vessels. This story will bring you the truth from 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7, which tells us, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. If you have asked the Holy Spirit to fill you, then you carry a truly glorious and all-surpassing treasure inside of you. You still may be a work in progress with flaws and chips, but you are a vessel of his power and presence, and he will continue to conform you into the likeness of his Son, Jesus Christ, every day. Before I begin this bedtime story, I invite you to snuggle under the covers of your bed, make any adjustments to your blankets or pillows in order to be most comfortable. Join me in taking three deep breaths in and out. Inhale and hold. Exhale. Inhale and hold. Exhale. Inhale more deeply still and hold. And exhale all the stagnant air from your lungs. Scan your body to see where there may be the most tightness or tension. You might collect stress in your jaw, or in your shoulders, or in your stomach. Take as long as you need to breathe deeply, releasing those areas of any strain that they might be carrying from the day. If you have anxieties or cares that come to mind to distract you during this bedtime story, 
I invite you to surrender them to God. He is your all-loving Father and the Master Potter. He has strong hands and longs to lift every burden off your shoulders. As you let him, he will make everything perfect in his time, piecing any broken fragments back together to make you not only whole again, but even better than before. Rest in the knowledge that he is holding you, and you can sleep in perfect peace. Psalm 34 verse 18 tells us, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Before we begin, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this precious child. Would you let them know that you are filling them with your glorious treasure even though they might feel damaged and unworthy. I pray that you would piece back together all the shattered pieces of their lives. Encourage your dear one that not even their worst sins could ever exclude them from your fiery love. Your affection is already at the maximum limit. May they know they carry your glorious Holy Spirit, whether awake or asleep. Amen. Now I invite you to relax and listen to this story tonight. It's a dry, dusty afternoon just past the heat of the day in the ancient city of Jerusalem. Today, you plan to pay a visit to the potter's workshop to see him at work and learn from his craft. You walk away from the hustle and bustle of the city and turn down the ruddy dirt path that leads to the thatched cottage where the local potter lives. The sun is warm on your face as the harsh midday heat is giving way to the mild afternoon glow. You approach the workshop, shaded by a cluster of tall pomegranate trees, where the potter works skillfully to create his beautiful earthen vessels. You peer through the door, but currently the workshop is empty. However, you see the room has been prepared for the potter to begin work on a new clay pot. There is a pile of dirt next to his wheel Your ears alert you to the sound of a man's gentle and melodious humming. He walks in carrying a large jar of water, which he sets down next to his stool, 
His eyes look so kindly and invitingly at you. And he offers you a stool to sit on so that you may watch him at his craft. The warm and gentle smile on his face never fades as he continues to work the process of the pottery. He is not hesitant about getting his hands and arms right into the clay mix, dirt splattering his apron and legs. He places the wet earth onto the middle of the wheel and sets it spinning. You are mesmerized by his speed and skill. His passion for this individual clay pot is so evident as he concentrates fully on carefully shaping each and every nuance of this vessel. You notice now that there are holes in his hands, and even they are shaping a distinct pattern on the clay as it spins around and around. He cradles the jar in his hands as it spins, forming a unique and intricate design. He makes sure all imperfections are smoothed out at this stage of the jar's formation. He places his fingers into the clay lump to hollow out a bowl shape so that the pot can carry whatever element he desires. You notice that he regularly dips his strong hands into the water at his side and applies it to the clay when it looks like it is getting dry and rigid. You smile to yourself. It is almost as though the clay receives an occasional baptism. You are reminded of the scripture in Ephesians 5 verse 26, that we all need God's regular washing with the water by the word. The potter looks up from his diligent work and smiles at you with affection brimming in his eyes. He says to you in the most gentle tones that just as he is crafting this little pot, likewise, he is carefully and intricately working in you to make you into the masterpiece he has always designed you to be. Listen again as I read 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7 over you. We are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within, so that this immeasurable power may be seen as God's, not ours. Presently, the potter slows the spinning wheel, and you see that he has painstakingly detailed this pot into a masterpiece of art and function. You might have wondered why we are called broken jars of clay or earthen vessels. In ancient times, 
Jars of clay were used to hold things like sacred scrolls or valuable documents, but they were only ever temporary containers. The larger jars of clay carried fresh drinking water from the wells. A jar of clay begins as a lump of ordinary dirt and when mixed with water, shaped by the hands of a skilled potter, it can be made into a vessel to hold items of far greater value than the jar itself. Paul used the metaphor for several reasons. We are each made uniquely. No two jars of clay or children of God are the same. There are no carbon copies. We also live these short lives in temporary bodies and minds that can be damaged and break easily. God has crafted you and is still continuing to mould you to contain the priceless treasure of his spirit. One important key is to remain supple and humble of heart. Jeremiah 18 verse 4 says, And the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to do. If we do get cracked or broken, as long as we stay tender to God and yielded to Him, He can reshape us and make us even more beautiful than before. Any of the scratches from life or the darts from the enemy or sharp punctures from other people will be turned into good by the master potter if we stay pliable. In James 4 verse 6 we read, But he gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. We can stay humble if we stay teachable and open to God's direction. God wants to bend us, but he will never break us. His desire is to stretch and strengthen us, to conform us to the likeness of his Son, Jesus Christ. God, our wonderful potter, may not prevent the people and situations in life from wounding us because we do live in a fallen world. But he is always at work at his pottery wheel to make us more like his son, Jesus. Even the thorn in Paul's side demonstrates this. In 2 Corinthians 12, Verse 9 to 10, Paul says, But he, God, said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. 
Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul accepted the uncomfortable thorn, since he knew that because of it, he would soften and grow more yielded and reliant on God, therefore experiencing the true strength of God flowing through him all the more. And it would certainly be seen by others to be God's power, not Paul's human strength or wisdom. Perhaps you relate to feeling punctured or broken. Perhaps you feel like a broken clay vessel, but don't feel like you are victorious or carrying his glorious presence within. Perhaps you feel like you have hardened your heart, so the strength and goodness of God isn't flowing through you as you would like it to. We can easily be broken, just like a jar of clay. Before a jar of clay is actually baked in the oven, it is flexible and easily shaped. But once put through the fire, it becomes brittle and easily cracked, just like us. Physically and emotionally, this world, the flesh and the enemy will bend us and try to break us. You might feel irredeemable. You might feel unworthy to hold the treasure of heaven inside you. But I am here to encourage you that you are worthy. If you don't believe these words, believe the passionate demonstration of love from Jesus Christ on the cross. Sinless and perfect vessel that he was, he chose to be broken and pierced so that you could be made whole and be a glorious vessel forever because he loved you so much. That's right, you. Not just the whole world, or the general human race, but you as an individual. I want to encourage you that God will use the fires of your life to make something different than brittle, breakable pottery. He will use the pressure and intense heat that you may face in this fallen world to make you strong and sturdy. You will be capable of containing the priceless treasure of the good news of his grace. And you will be a vessel for carrying the living water of life to others. These are substances that you could not hold without going through the fiery furnace.
you see that you can trust God to do his work, for his wisdom and power are all surpassing. Listen as I read 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7 in the Amplified Bible. But we have this precious treasure, the good news about salvation, in unworthy earthen vessels of human frailty, so that the grandeur and surpassing greatness of the power will be shown to be from God, his sufficiency, and not from ourselves. You have come away from the potter's workshop, ruminating on the rich lessons that you learned as you observed his skilled craftsmanship. Seeing the water has made you thirsty, and you decide to meander your way up that same red dirt path back to the township. However, at this time, you long for some silence and peace, to continue soaking in the potter's gentle words and loving kindness. You see the hill beyond the town where the well is located. It doesn't look like anyone is collecting water right now. You are carrying the clay jar that the potter gifted to you, and it dawns on you that he knew you would need a jar to drink from. He knew your need before you yourself did. You walk through the tall grassy fields up to the hill. You feel the grass tickling your sandaled feet as you brush past it. Your linen tunic is breathable enough to allow the late afternoon breeze to cool you down. Presently, you reach the top of the hill near the well. There is a large clay pitcher attached to rope, which you lift up and let down into the well to draw out water. You dip your clay cup into the pitcher and refresh yourself with pure artesian water. You are hot and thirsty from climbing all the way up here, but the water quenches your thirst and refreshes you deeply. As you sit down at the well under some shade, you consider all that the potter has shown you and taught you. The clay pot he was making, though humble and seemingly uninteresting, was specifically designed to hold a substance of far more worth than itself. You recall the words of the prophet Isaiah in his writings in chapter 57 verse 15. For thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell 
in the high and holy place, and also with him who is of a contrite and lowly spirit, to revive the spirit of the lowly, and to revive the heart of the contrite. As you sit here at the top of this high hill, overlooking the whole of Jerusalem below, you are being revived by the water from the ground that he has given you for your refreshment. You are all the more aware of your lowliness, just like that of the fragile earthen vessel on the potter's wheel. You feel your reliance and dependence on God to sustain you and care for you and meet your needs. He doesn't have to, but he loves you so very, very much that he delights to meet your needs. You may think of some sins in your life that you wanted to act on, or maybe you have acted on them. You might feel like God has all the reason to withhold his goodness from you. But God is not like that. He responds immediately to the contrite heart. That is, the repentant heart of his child. Dear one, no sin can ever make you so broken that he cannot fill you with his love. He is in the business of repair and redemption, so that no matter how many chips you might get in this life, you can receive his love again. You may have heard of the Japanese ceramic pottery style called kintsugi. The word kintsugi means golden repair. That sounds like God, doesn't it? Kintsugi is a 400-year-old pottery repair method that honors the artifact's unique history by accentuating, not hiding, the cracks. When a ceramic or china bowl breaks into pieces, many of us might deem it irredeemable, impossible to fix. It may as well be thrown out. However, some Japanese potters in ancient times were required to repair the favoured tea bowl of a powerful Japanese lord. So they joined all the fractured pieces back together with resin and gold, making the new bowl more valuable, more beautiful, and more rare than its original, ordinary design. That does sound like God's work in our lives, doesn't it? See how God has taken those broken pieces in your life and is joining them back together in marvelous ways that you would not have imagined. Those areas may never again be the way they used to be before the fracture. But if you yield to God's work of golden repair, those areas can become far more beautiful. Wise King Solomon tells us in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11 
Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. If your time of healing and freedom has not yet come, keep trusting God. Keep praying for his kingdom to come in your life so his golden repair will be made complete. This will bring him more glory than you know. Dear one, let me encourage you once more with our verse from 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. As you surrender to sleep, let the images and truths of this story sink deeply into your soul and allow me to pray over you as they do. Father, you are the master potter who makes everything beautiful in its time. Just like this dear one, who is your creative masterpiece, you say your work in them is very good. I ask that you would continue this good work to completion, redeeming all brokenness until the finished work is more beautiful than before. Fill this dear one with your glorious treasure, the Holy Spirit, and give to them deep peace. Amen. Now, May sleep overtake you as you rest in the strong, gentle hands of your Maker.